Hey, it's Tashawn, and this is Design Cast. Well, welcome, Denise. How are you doing today? Yay! I am here, and I am awesome, as usual. As you? I'm not awesome. <laughs> Even sometimes my face don't show it. <laughs> I know I am awesome. You know you're awesome. Yes, I I'm to- happy to be here. I'm so happy to have this talk with you. Yay. So I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself. Give us, give the listeners um, a brief intro. Yeah, well, I am Denise Francis Robinson and um, I'm an artist. I am a designer. I am an educator. I'm a mom. <laughs> and as I said before, I am, I am an awesome. I have had so many journeys and so many layers to my life. I'm so blessed and I'm giving thanks every minute. Um, But in this current time, what I'm occupying myself with um, primarily is helping others to remember their creative force, their superpower. So Mm -hmm. I coach people, I coach people, and I'm saying people, but it it has turned out to be more women. (laughs) That's an interesting Um, observation. Yes, yeah, yeah, you know, to connect back with their creative selves um, and therefore with doing that, helping them to live a more empowered, a more stress-free and a more joy-filled life. (laughs) And um, so, so that's what I'm up to right now. But I'm, I'm also always open to what other wonderful creative action or activity can come my way. That's, that's a very compact um, introduction, very <laughs> detailed too. So one of the reasons I wanted to have our conversation today, so we're going to talk about what creativity, what creativity really is and why do we as individuals, and most importantly, because you're an educator, why do we need this in schools mm-hmm. or I guess in our educational ecosystem? Mm-hmm, so... Mm-hmm. The last conversation I had was with Coretta Singer and she is a 3D modeler, but she mm-hmm. was not formally trained. Okay. But her work is fire, like really, really amazing skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before that, we spoke with Richard Natu, he's an illustrator, um, but he was formally trained um, in architecture. Oh, and he mentioned a couple of stuff when he was talking about how he got to his creative path. He spoke about grade six a lot Mm -hmm. and how his teacher empowered him and giving him to do the posters and how the posters were displayed in his classroom. And again, speaking with Coretta, she spoke about her having, she called it a creative thread in her family, perhaps because um, someone was a pianist. And so, you know, all of this, and I tried to ask her to give me her definition of creativity and what is it that joins us all together and what what really is creativity? Like we tried to define it in the last one as well. Now I want you to first give me a a definition of of what you think creativity is. That, that is always a, a tricky question. It is a tricky question because there's is there a tricky really question. Yes, because I don't, I don't like to get strung up on the words. And the yeah. reason why is because it is my belief 
which goes beyond my education, mm-hmm. that we are all innately creative. That's that we were, we are of the creator. We are like spawns of the creator. And so we are also um, creative. We are, that's what we we're born to, to do. do. Mm-hmm. And if we think about just life in general, the things that have occurred in terms of development, the things that interest us, excite us, uh, make us curious, are all things that are aligned or related to creativity. But I guess we could say creativity really is about bringing form from the formless. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity is using imagination to generate new ideas, put new life into to old, old things. Mm-hmm. Um, creativity offers, uh, is the opportunity that we have to, to break patterns. Right. Um, and, you know, there is so much more to it so that for me, to, I'm, to, I'm trying to just condense that um, because it is such a broad heading that mo- that is way beyond the arts as well. And that's the point I wanted yeah. to actually get to is to, I want, or I want our listeners, I want everyone to understand that creativity, yeah. creativity is not a final product. Yes. The process is. can lead to a final product, but yes. creativity in itself is not a product. Yes. It is a, a process. It's a process. It is a process and it is a very layered process, but it is also a very simple process mm-hmm. because it is, it is a, it's, it's a way of thinking and a way of being. And so when you are locked into challenges of the world, you know, whatever those challenges might be, and we know that there are lots of them, creativity offers you a new way of thinking about the challenges. So when you start to think and in a new way, a solution being, yes, it's mm-hmm. a solution oriented. Mm-hmm. So it is that opportunity that we all have. And I believe this to my core, that it is a superpower. You know, a line just came to my mind when him say, um, <laughs> when trouble take your quirky shot with you. <laughs> it's like yeah. in whatever situation that you are in, when you start to think of a very creative solution, anything is possible. Anything is possible. So yeah. bring in... Bring into form from the formless. Mm-hmm. My, my son put it very nicely once to me. He says, I, I love the process of painting because it's like magic. You start with a blank page and with just a few colors and shapes, you can tell a whole story. That's beautiful. So I really, I really like that. So even in this whole creativity process, um, I know some creatives have like you have what do you call it um oh my gosh why the word just miss me when they can't they feel like they're having a block so you have a creative block oh, yeah, they creative. have writer's yeah. block um there's another one that designers call where you are just so overwhelmed with work and everything is just that you yes. know, nothing new is coming and mm-hmm. 
how so how do you keep your creative your creativity active and flowing and how would you advise someone okay in in my world you know my my creativity drives everything mm -hmm. you know um whatever comes up and and maybe i can even step back to being you know as, as a child you know and and the household that, that i grew up in and 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 how that occurred you know in my own way of trying to rationalize because i when i try to define who am i in terms of the arts you know I, when i say i'm an artist i don't genuinely feel that that actually answers my question i believe i'm a creative because i've been involved in so many creative activities over the years whether it be dance or designing or some acting yes the audience might think that you are a painter when because a lot of times when people say they're an artist they think painting first right right so i, so I consider myself I'm a, I'm a creative and i came and i came from that space a household where my, my grandma was a highly creative person. She was a great storyteller. I call her the original griot because she would <laughs> tell a masterful <laughs> stories. Yeah. Masterful Nancy stories that she she was able to do the voices, she would do the soundtrack, she would, you know, give you give you the wisdom coming through from the Nancy tale and all of that kind of stuff. And she was a very good piano player and in her later years she was a very good painter. So I I'm I in my own rationalizing, I connect to that. But most importantly, what I connect with in terms of, of my grandmother is her resilience and her 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 patience and her sayings of um taking life soft her favorite saying was ah oh, child take life soft take life soft meaning you know just just don't make anything be a pressure is that like taking just it easy, easy. Yeah. so i i learned that from two three years old or whatever and then that was in my in my early upbringing and you know that timeline for child development because you know you have a little baby now and everything you do now is impactful yes. <laughs> everything yes. you do with that child today station is going to stay in her yes. cells for a very long time and they're only going to be shifted or moved or whatever when she starts to think through things in yes. her own way for her mm -hmm. individual way in her creative yeah. way yeah so my grandma laid that foundation in me just related the, the arts as well as the way of being through life to take things softly and also her thing she would always always whenever there's a little quarrel and ruckus with me and my sister she would say peace 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 mm -hmm. that was her thing peace all right peace 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 and i and and, and so i so like i i function that way now and the creativity melded with that kind of, of way of, of, of thinking and being around challenges is what drives everything that I do. So challenges which, that have come up, you know, uh, you know my, my son was diagnosed with sickle cell anemia at an early age. And um, that has been a big, big journey and a part, a big part of my learning, not yeah. just learning about sickle cell and learning to help him, but learning how to be even more creative. Mm -hmm. Because someone with a chronic illness, at some point, you're the one who is on the ground 24 seven, not the doctors, not the technicians, yeah. 
the, the, the specialist. So you then have to devise ways of if there is a painful crisis mm -hmm. after you've given the medicines, how do you help that person to ease that person's pain? How do you help them to shift their mindset? So things like meditation comes into play. So things like storytelling comes up where you, know, you go on these story journeys, the visualization, yeah. and you go inside the body and you talk to the body and you talk to the cells. And you know, so that there's a whole adventure and as I said, it's, it's not just about the, the art making, you know, it's, so you'll yeah. find you have to bend and twist in, in different spaces with your creative impulses. And, and it's funny, not to cut you, but as someone who, because I, you know, a lot of trucks and traffic is going to be in this episode. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, it's, right, it's life, eh? <laughs> I, that's one of the things when I met you, I was really amazed you are literally you're like the second person i know that i feel you guys are just filled with so much <clears throat> you like i'm around you and you are absolutely weightless <laughs> and when i started when you started to share your story with me i was just like wow because i suffer i was gonna say suffer but i think i still have the issues every now and again I have imposter syndrome and I have anxiety mm -hmm. and so sometimes I can't move <laughs> because yeah. and then I, I future think a lot mm -hmm. and when you talked about meditation I mean I think sometimes when you're in it so I have a friend who when I'm in that space it is really so hard to get out of it and it, it does affect my creativity because mm -hmm. I get really crippled Yes. And I start to spiral and nothing can come from me. Yes, yes. And 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 that's 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 a common occurrence, I think. Um in, in today's today's world. I, I think well this is before COVID. I know with COVID now with the yeah. pandemic has compounded everything. Oh and, and COVID has actually given us the opportunity, us creatives, to be even more creative, you know? That is true. Yeah. So while I, I, I honor the, the persons who have given their lives, you know, the the the, the frontline workers, um, so many people who have had real suffering and I mean, you know, everybody. <laughs> so everybody. I'm not I'm not excluding myself from this this yeah. whole thing. I again have to push for what is actually going on because you know people people are dying you know of all other kinds of things I, I lost a, a nephew at the beginning of the year to sickle cell anemia I lost uh, what I would call an adopted son to Lou Gehrig's disease this year and so, you know, th those two things had nothing to do with COVID. Okay, I'm so sorry for your loss. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. But so, so I, I, I'm trying not to make COVID a bigger monster than it is. Yeah. I'm trying to use, as I try with any challenging moment, to use the moment to say, what am I being called to do? How am I going to step up to the plate today? I claim that I am a creative, so time to level up. 
Time yeah. to, to do the proof of the pudding now. <laughs> and, and again, I'm not saying I got this. I figured it out and it's done. No, no. way. Yeah. I am working pro pro progress and I am sitting in a pocket of being present to the present so that the overthinking and the, the projecting that mm -hmm. sometimes ties me up as it ties you up and immobilizes you is it doesn't happen so i want you to talk I'm about so when when we're to ask you how to keep your creativity active and flowing and there's something that you shared with your ig family that i wanted to share with us which was the the, the journal oh yes yes yes, yes. yes. The visual journal if any of us get into a little funk, you know, a little writer's block, designer's block. That's just, jump there. Tell jump. them about it. Tell them, because yeah. I don't know. If, tell you know, visual journaling, visual journaling evolved for me because I used to teach IB art. And in IB, it's an international baccalaureate um, program. I taught visual art to, to 11th and 12th graders. Um, part of the program was that they had to do a journal. And these kids didn't like the journal too much because it 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 had it it was forcing them to do the research. It was forcing them to develop the background stuff. It was forcing them to investigate the, their own personal work and respond to it and tell. So why are you making this girl sitting on a chair? You know, why, Miss? I'm just making her because she must sit on a chair. <laughs> why are you asking me that? <laughs> and so it was really about deepening their connection and their commitment to their art and to develop, a, you know, a, a language around which they could communicate and share the work in, in a more meaningful way other than just making a product. Right. Like making a product, you, you're, going get, you're going to get to a dead end. <laughs> Trust me. So I actually started to do the journal along with them because you know it was the show and tell you know it's right. like so i'm doing it so i'm experiencing it and so on and then I, I i it evolved for me because it became a space where i could make some private art work mm -hmm. things that i i didn't mind making a mess of things that i am um, nobody else could see and so it was all about me and my exploring yeah. and through the teachings, through my own art practice, through all these various other things I did, I started to develop this idea of using the journal as a space for connecting with myself. So that if there's a challenge, I go to the journal. Yeah. If I want to feel a little motivated, you know, I, I go to the journal. If I want to try a new medium, I go to the journal if I want to pretend I'm five years old, you know. So over time, the journal now is is just like this little this little booth. I, I guess you could I don't know. It just came to me. It's like a little confessional. <laughs> but but here's the great thing is that you know you you do, you do it consistently and then those creative juices just start to flow. Um, because it's a space where you can problem solve and if you're you're having a, a little creativity block in in the in the sessions that I give I give you know. Um, tips and prompts and that kind of thing as to what to do, not to say to solve problem X, but what you can do to get the, the creativity flowing again, so that 
whatever the issue is that you are, you know, yeah. blocked around, you can start That's to feel yourself that way and it, and it just starts to come almost on automatic, you know? So this year, I, I mean, I, I don't, I see why we have to separate 2020 from 2021. It's all about organizing and focus and all of that. But I just, I, I just feel like life is a continuum. Mm-hmm. So I did my little ritual of laying the things that I that no longer serve me to rest in the you know using the marker of 2020-2021, and now I've started my journal of day one in January allowing the messages to come through to me. And there's a little technique that I use with pictures in magazines. And the message that came through to me was um, vision and wisdom. So um, I declare my my vision guided by wisdom. So that's my my overarching moment for, you know, my overarching words for this moment. And so the next day I, by the second day of, of January, I then felt like I could, okay, I'm going to do a celebration. Mm-hmm. But everybody didn't do the New Year's Eve. Already. <laughs> but I was just yeah. doing it. So, so I did that, you mm-hmm. know? So the, the, the journal is, is a space of guidance, is a space of exploring, is a space that... Ex- that and it don't sound so mushy because I think as well, um, I'm going to draw the man then because he said, even when you you have a lot more females. Yes, I, I think... I, and I think the word journaling could also... Yeah. You know, because we talk... I think when we were, when I was younger, we talked about the diary and writing in a diary, writing in a yes. journal. Yeah. And so it might come off a little bit too feminine. Yeah. <laughs> for, for men, for designers who are male, you know, yeah. they could do the visual journal instead. And it could help them as well if they're having any block, any yes. designer's block. And yeah. you spoke about, you mentioned teaching IB. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the role and importance of creativity in the classroom. The classroom. Well, you know, you're distinguishing classroom, but creativity is life. So Rose a lot of what we've been talking about is more life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and then the classroom is part of the life. And so therefore, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I'm going to the same thing because we're the same individuals growing. Yeah. But then it becomes even more important because those are the young minds now yeah. that you're working with. I think there was some, I can't remember the name of the gentleman. I wrote it down. Oh. Did a, he did a survey of, of creativity, a guy by the name of George Land. And he did a creativity test. Mm-hmm. And he tested kids of certain ages and he did teenagers and young adults and seniors and so on. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember the exact figures, you know, the, the, the stats, but the, what came up was that in the early years, the children were super creative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, you, I'm just going to put this figure. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say this, this is what he said. Like hundred percent. Right. 100% I'm creative, you know, they, they know how to, to imagine things and, and invent games and they play and I'm a captain today and tomorrow I'm a policeman and then a bank robber, you know, all those things. And then as they get a little bit older, that drops a little bit and the numbers drop, 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 drop. like 2% by the time they reach just, uh, you know, a certain adult stage. So that's definitely one of the things we spoke about with Coretta. We're saying that when we're young, it's okay for us to be creative. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. in our educational system, we definitely are not mimicking life. So mm-hmm. when you're doing preschool, basic school, 
the kids get to play and they get to sing and yeah. they draw and then dance and it's everything about the body the entire yes. body moves yes. and, and even yes. for special needs children yes. they talk about that the entire body moves so that they can engage the mind and they talk about mm -hmm. different learners mm -hmm. they get to primary school mm -hmm. and then they get pep Yes. I'm not saying that pep is bad. I don't want anybody to think no, 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 that no, I'm no, bashing no, pep. I'm saying just no. saying it's not no. inclusive anymore of creativity. Uh, yes, yes. Becomes this ex circuit club. I think um, Professor Ken Robinson talked about it. <laughs> that, uh, and this is him talking. I just happen to be a fan, but this is him <laughs> talking now. Right. Who kills creativity? <laughs> because it's <laughs> something, something that effect uh, that he yeah. said, you know, you know, educate the kids, you know, as you say, from when they're small, the whole body. And then as they grow older, you go up, up, up the neck until you start educating just the head. And then, and then even as you're educating the head, you're going to go to one side, the left side. <laughs> and then we, we, have, we have a new curriculum now that talks about it being student-centered. Um, I don't even know how that's working out still, but it's like we, we expect or what, and these again are my opinions. <laughs> yes. You know, it's as if they are, this is how, as I said, they're teaching them above the neck, mm -hmm. right? So you teach them above the neck for primary school because you just need to get the grades. You teach them above mm -hmm. the neck for, we get to high school and they expect, they have a different expectation based on what they're doing. And then yeah. after high school, you're still teaching above the neck. Yes. And yes. then they leave high school and then they say, well, why you can't get no work? Mm -hmm. Yes. Because yes, you've been teaching them above the neck. Or, or the other one that has always occurred to me that somebody gets the benefit of a full tertiary education and then say, I can't find work. And I'm saying, where's your creativity? You can create work, you know? Why? In today's world, I, I see a lot more people being entrepreneurs, you know, and, and you know, the entrepreneurial space is a very young space as well. You know, late twenties, thirties, you know, maybe early for doing a lot of stuff, you know, so- Oh, I think the early forties as young again, sit again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, because you know, sixties and you forty. <laughs> Because I surely don't feel young. <laughs> you know, even, even that, even that. I mean, I know we're, we're digressing. The whole concept of a number, meaning whatever, you know, I'm a fatty, so, 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 so. You but know, what's true what, though? What, what is why? true though, Denise? Eh? But it's, it's just, I, want, I was saying that it's true. Yeah. But after a certain age, it's as if you just, aren't able to yes yes the, the the opportunity for that age group kind of yeah, like it evaporate <laughs> <laughs> like you know most of like the young leaders YLA um there's a cap for age I believe yes so, yeah yeah, um, a, yeah and I think I mean like nature nature do a, 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 a dirty trick on us you know by the way women are their most fertile when they're young Mm -hmm. You know, because if you're gonna have a kid at 40 and whatever, you know, it's you have to make sure you align mm -hmm. with your doctor and your whoever and whoever. Everybody. And you really need a wiser mind to raise a child, you know. So that's another thing we, I don't even know because 
That's another subject. I think we'll yeah, because it. both and I mean, <laughs> have its own advantage. I think my pregnancy was considered geriatric pregnancy because wow, wow, age, you know, but yeah. it, it is over one age. Just leave it that it was considered, <laughs> right? Yes. And and so it was. I mean, I did it differently for sure, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I was determined to do it differently mm-hmm. because. I couldn't understand what you're going to tell me about my body. Yes. But yes. when you're in a space and you're in a system that these steps, you know, mm-hmm. they're already there. You're like, how do you alone navigate amongst these, these Yes, systems, it is know? difficult. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. You know, because then sometimes you can feel like, and I know I have experienced this personally, feel like you're swimming, like, you're like a salmon, you're swimming upstream, you know, you're swimming against the current. The, common our collective consciousness is going this way and something inside of you saying no it's it, it, there's something else there's another way of thinking around this you know and and it is really a feat to develop the confidence to not be shaken by what the I collective is, is is telling you yeah and um I guess it just really goes to to upbringing and belief in self, self and also that um, confidence in, especially in the educate in the classroom setting, in a yes. school setting, is yes. also the is it confidence? I don't know, but nobody wants, I guess, to be laughed at or ridiculed, and, and right. right now everybody or, or to wants, be left out, or to be left out, and everybody wants to have the class where the students are performing, performing yes. well. Yes. And so, yes. what kind of tips could we give anyone uh, in any classroom? Yeah, like maybe like three or five tips about being creative in the, you know, achieving mm-hmm. creativity in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I have one. Yeah. <laughs> well, tell me, tell me. This is the one that Richard Natu spoke about. Yeah. Displaying your students' work. Work. Yes. Yes. However. Oh. I'm not going to throw cold water on it, but however, you have to display everybody work. That's you not cold the... water, that. Oh, okay. You have to because... display everybody's work. Because everybody, they... okay. Yeah. All right. Just, yeah. want, just making to make, to, to make sure, because even if you, you display one and leave out the rest of the class, you have a problem. If you display them all of the class and leave out one, you have a problem. You know? that's, another, that's another thing, no, because so, when ex- we... Huh? No, so exhibiting... Having exhibitions within the yeah. classroom setting. But we're not just talking about art art class, are we? No. Okay. Because so, even even so. um there's this when I was doing the thesis, um, I think it was chemistry. It could mm-hmm. have been physics class. Um, and they do a lot of testing. Yes. And I said to the man, you know, the classroom, they have a very big classroom. Mm-hmm natural light i mean that is a classroom wow mm-hmm. and at the sides right by the windows they had their um tables for labs but it was empty mm-hmm. 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 white white empty mm-hmm. what every and it's a very small class you know the class had maybe this was pre-covid mm-hmm. the class had maybe um seven to ten students oh ooh, that, so i was that. like you know but this is something <laughs> you can you can, Jamaica, a Jamaican yeah, class. Yeah, yeah, it was wow. a Jamaican class. What it was for, um, I guess that's what they call upper school. It was for um, 
fourth grade or fifth grade, fifth form, fourth form or fifth form, something like that. And he didn't display any of the testings mm -hmm. or anything, any labs that they were doing. It was just there. And that, is not, that was a perfect opportunity to, mm -hmm. to display the student's work. Yes, 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 yeah. Well, one, one of the, um, the, the things too that, it, okay, if that's not gonna happen, you know, the students themselves, the teacher can allow students to take initiative and, and say, how, how do I want to, to share my work? You okay. know, that's a way that uh, to, to trigger their own thinking and problem solving around that. Uh, I, I would again advocate um, journaling, no matter what subject area. Yeah. And, 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 and journaling using the, the art making techniques, you know, and the simple things like, you know, cutting out of pictures and gluing in a book. That's a simple and easy thing, you know, it's not yeah. about hard writing. And the writing also can be just easy writing, which is just uh, just sitting and allowing thoughts to occur to you and just writing, you know, what we call the free writing. Just, just allow the writing to flow without yeah. punctuation, without special um, attention to penmanship, okay. you know, all of those things that, that are linear, you know. Um, one, one of the, the ideas that came to me you know when I was, my daughter when she was younger had big challenges in classroom because she had speech language development you know and you know I used to always say boy you know I recognize with my daughter that I'm trying to put a square peg in a round hole and I said after a while it occurred to me I said no 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 she is a round peg mm -hmm. and the holes are squared because <laughs> the holes in the classrooms or class quote unquote, you know, you know, figuratively speaking. Yeah. The edges and corners. They mm -hmm. block you into corners. You have to be this or, or that. You have to be the more organic you are, the more rounded, the more malleable your edges and stuff like this. The more difficulty there's gonna be in fitting in with you know, and I understand, I get it that you, you have to have your standards and, you know, you have to have, um, you know, your testings and all of those things to see where people are and how you can serve them. But, you know, nothing is perfect. And so that's where I guess, you know, it's very important that parents are in, in with the classroom teachers, that is a team. It's not just for the school and the classroom teacher to figure it out. Yeah. A parent can offer advice, service, you know, whatever. About the student, about the child, yeah. You know, yes. And, and really take, take on this whole idea of education as a, a team effort. A community. I know that definitely. that is difficult for some parents, uh, for a lot of parents who have to work and have to, you know. And now in COVID time, you see all these, these funny little memes and whatever going around with, with, with parents saying, Lord, teacher, Miss Sari, Miss Sari, no, no, I got you, you know, holding them head and yeah. you know, apologizing to the teachers because, you know, me never know my fitness or dance, <laughs> you know, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a funny part, you know. But, <laughs> oh, yes, yes. But it's just that it, it has but, shown but a lot of parents that. It's just shown the parents, yes, yes, what teachers really go through. Because to tell the truth, Station, I, I had the, the, the gift of teaching small classrooms for most of my teaching career, which is like almost 30 years, yeah? And I started when I was two, so you know how old I am. 30 plus two, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I, 
And so I am, I am so aware that numbers make a difference. Yeah. So that teacher, no matter how well-intending, no matter how well-trained, no matter how dynamic, creative, is going to have some big challenges when that classroom number hit 30, yeah. and 35, and 40. What, what is that? You know, I mean, so I have one oh, child, one. Yes. <laughs> yes. And my nephew, when he comes over, I can't manage it all yes yes i mean it's like i'm not sick at the toilet when i just kind of gently put them on the veranda and i'm just up and down on the scheme i can only imagine a class yes. of yes students. yes yes and, and i mean you're only talking about the, like managing the classroom we're not talking about actually even like you know grading books and setting exams and accounting to the ministry and you know, it, it, I, I genuinely, with the, the best will and intention, I, you know, all I can say is, you know, you have my love and my prayers because I, I understand. I understand. I'm not saying every teacher is a perfect teacher, but I'm saying under the best of circumstances, with the best trained, the best of everything, the numbers have to shift. The, 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 the ratios have to shift. They cannot have one woman, one man in a space with 35 kids and Absolutely. expect brilliance. You know, you only have to shift your eye, as you know. Off because of the, only, the only thing that's going to come out of that is you're going to keep the same structure and expect every child to fit through it. And that's not going to... Exactly. Exactly. So when you... Pull some... Yes. So you start to say creativity to somebody who has been educated out of creativity. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so it's like a double whammy because, you know, I'm saying let's get more creative. Let's let's ask the kids to say what they think and how they want to display their work. But you that know? would also mean exactly. But that will also mean that our training institutions that pushes out our teachers, our educators will need to start another another creativity another, <laughs> yeah uh, go, go back through all of that and around and around we go and around, <laughs> around and around we go so you have any more tips because we're gonna wrap up now oh we are yes okay. so i think i have so you, we gave some tips for classroom um and for just general every everyday people yeah what do you think yeah. well First thing you're gonna do is, is go grab a journal. That doesn't have to be something you buy in a store. You can recycle an old book. You can, you know, take. I said a I'm going to start that this year. And you grab that. Um, but but the, one of the most special things that I think that you can do for yourself is do nature baths. My nature baths for me is basically stepping outside my door and sitting in a spot in my yard that appeals to me oh. and just allowing the breeze to take me, the mm -hmm. sun to shine on me, to watch the birds, to watch my dog running up and down and to have stuff starts to occur to you. I, I did a workshop with what's called the Hawaiian Huna principle uh, many, many years ago. And it's what that does in this, you know, it's a big, big area, but it's a, in, a, in a short space. What it does, it just encourages you to connect to nature and look for the lessons in that connection with nature. So, you know, just like sitting and watching a spider weave a web, you, you, you get uh, an idea of, of, of the sense of purpose and focus yeah. and, 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 and when you, you apply yourself and you do something consistently, you know, over and over repeatedly, you can get beautiful outcomes. So the spider, you know, sitting and just watching a spider do that 
that's in nature, connecting to nature in a, in a more profound way other than just to, yeah, that, you know, that plant pretty, you know, but to really sit and contemplate. And mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a, that's a great creative um, action that somebody can take to just sit right. and contemplate something in nature, some, some aspect of nature. Yesterday I watched my dog bury, bury something in the dirt and, and, and looked at her being so methodical, being very systematic, knowing first you do this, then you do that, then you do that. It was an amazing, amazing experience. I sat there and I go, wow, I really need to think, rethink my meat eating days. <laughs> because this animal is displaying the intelligence of what you, you teach in a classroom. You know, what comes first? What comes next? What comes next? You know, so yeah. that while and as wacky as that sound, that's, that happens when you start to really pay attention. So yeah. the big creative lesson is pay attention, be, be present, be present to what is, you know, you, you walk through your bedroom every day and stuff doesn't occur to you, but just you have a really sat and, and just appreciated having a bedroom, you know? So raising awareness through paying attention and contemplation is a great creative um, activity. I also say, you know, with the, with the, with the current selfie, selfie craze and whatever, people taking pictures of self, self, self. What about turn the camera around and finding images? And you can take a million, uh, not a million, sorry, a hundred images. And, and then what that does, that, that, that starts to stimulate your senses again, your, 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 yeah. your vision, your looking and how you see things. And so that's a nice stimulation for you. And then you delete them afterwards, you know, you don't have yeah. to. You have to keep, them keep one. Keep one and then and then write something about it in your journal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or go back to childhood days and just start doing some scribbling on, on, a, on a page. Just scribble. Just, just scribble. scribble for the fun of feeling the pencil make the marks and on the page. About trying to make an end product, right? No, 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 no. The, the, the journal is nothing about exhibition, display, nothing, nothing like that. The journal is all about self-care. Journal is about discovery. The journal is about just feeling your joy and being present in the moment. And um, once that is occurring, I feel that whatever stuckness is there is going to be a little bit less because the stress is going to be a little bit less. And so you're going to be open and able to 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 handle stuff, you know, yeah. um, and be creative in your other areas. If you're a CEO or if you're a doctor, I, I met a doctor once who a surgeon who talked about when it gets he cuts the, the body and gets in there sometimes. I mean, everybody's is unique. And so once you get into that moment of doing the surgery, sometimes there is a creative force that has to take place because you can be surprised, yeah. you know? So um, yeah, so the creative, the creative energy is inside of everybody and the creative um, powerhouse is there for you to use um, no matter what area, profession or, or space you find yourself in or what mm -hmm. circumstance, because I've had to use it over the years, certainly with a, with some big challenges and still I'm right, right wrong as I'm speaking, yeah. you know, so it, it, it works. <laughs> it, works. it works. 
And of course, just go up on YouTube. Yeah, ask me to show you some books as well or to give yes. you. Yes, would you like yeah. to recommend any resources for our listeners? Yeah, there's a book that I that that's I had. I think I have had this book for since nineteen something something. I can't remember now. Nineteen <laughs> <laughs> something something. No, something something. But no, it's it's probably not that old. Not for about twenty years. But it's called Life, Paint, and Passion, and it's two okay. authors, Kasu and Kobli. Okay. Life, Paint, and Passion, and and their take on this whole idea of creating art is purely from that space of self. Mm-hmm. It's not governed by what the traditional art school would say, you know. Um, again, remember your your friend that you interviewed, totally self-taught, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, for the first, I don't know how many centuries of the world, you know. We were, we're all self-taught. We're, yeah. They were all self-taught. And in some, yeah, and in some yeah. cultures, you know, and so that doesn't make it any less, and it doesn't, and it doesn't take anything away from the, um, the, the, the institution. The value art, no. Yeah. yeah. No, it's all good. It's all good. And then I, I, I have a, um, a book called Art Therapy Resource, um, Source Book. Uh-huh. And that's by Kathy. Oh, now I can't pronounce this name. I'm going to spell it M A L C H I O D I, Malchodi, or something like that. Malchodi. Malchodi. Okay. So, we'll, so I'll write that in the those, description. Those, so those two are really cool. I'll those write two. that in the description so everyone will be able to, yeah. to see yeah. it and they could go yes. have a, get a copy for themselves. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. And yep. even talking to you like this, I still feel in your weightlessness. Um, <laughs> Thank I'm definitely going to have to try the visual journal this year. Gonna yes. Going to find a book. I'm sure. And I, I'm doing, I'm doing a first class on Zoom on the 9th of January. So, I, so I tell us about that. So you can invite everyone. How do they get to that? Oh, okay. Well, they have to. I think you have my details, my email, and um, IG. Handle Denise Francis Rob. I'm on uh-huh. IG, both there okay. and Facebook. And my email is da robinson eight seven six at So just send me the email and I'll send you the, send the, all the information. All right. Thank you so yeah. much, Denise. Awesome. An amazing week. Yes. Year. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Week here now. Yes. <laughs> this has been wonderful. Thank you, Stacia. Bye. Bless. All righty.